So as we were talking, we're going to have a, a conversation with Rob West uh, this morning about a very important subject, giving. And uh, money, as always, can cause a lot of stress, especially this time of year. So let's have a good conversation talking about giving and uh, with, uh, with Rob West. Hey, good morning, Rob. Good morning. Great to be with you, Ken and Deb. It's good to be with you. Seth is here with me today. and um, Oh, great. Yeah, so wonderful to have you with us talking about something that is a theme of the holidays, and that's being generous. Yeah, you know, what an opportunity we have all year long. But I love that it's on the forefront of our minds in this season in particular. You know, we were created in the image of the ultimate giver. Uh, I think this is one of the attributes on uh, of God that's uh, most near to the surface in our lives. Uh, you know, we were hardwired to be generous and mm-hmm. to be givers because God himself was that giver. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. And so we have the opportunity to celebrate that in this season. And I think our giving is just a reflection. It's an act of worship that demonstrates first our trust and dependence on him, but also just our joy and gratitude for the gift that he's given us in Jesus. And so what a beautiful way for us to celebrate uh, what God has done for us as we give to others and take a portion of what he's entrusted to us and direct it back to those in need. Mm. So you have any suggestions of some things that, um, you know, we could do, uh, be creative in, in our giving, any kind of, uh, you know, just yeah. ideas like that? It's a great question, Seth. And, uh, you know, I think as we consider our giving, we need to do a couple of things. Number one is just the amount. Uh, you know, there's the what Ron Blue, my mentor, calls the should should level of uh, giving, which is, you know, we should give systematically and proportionately to our income. We see that mm-hmm. clearly in the New Testament. But then there's the could give level, which just says, you know what, if I planned differently, if I made room for, if I dialed back my spending, what could I do mm. as I, you know, advance my giving? And maybe 2024 is the year where you you push the, that percentage of systematic giving up, maybe just 1% a year. Wouldn't that be a great exercise to do? But I think the other opportunity is around uh, a huge missed giving uh, opportunity, and that is balance sheet giving. And here's what I mean by that. So think about this. 90% of our wealth is held in the form of assets. It's on our balance yes. sheet. It's yeah. our home and our stock portfolios, mm-hmm. real estate, all these things. It's only 10% of our wealth is held in the form of cash in our savings and checking account. And yet 90% of our giving happens out of cash. So our biggest missed opportunity is over there on our balance sheet. We could give here at year end a gift of appreciated stock. I mean, who would have thought that the Dow Jones would have hit an all-time high yesterday (laughs) on the heels of the Fed meeting, and it did. And so we're sitting here perhaps with some appreciated stock that we could gift to our favorite ministry, uh, a gift of of real estate or a a piece of, of our business. And so there's just so many opportunities there that are missed that I think we need to consider. And some of those give us tax benefits as well, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's enormous tax benefits, and that's where I think an advisor who understands Mm -hmm. the heart of giving but also can help you plan strategically can be great. One tool uh, along those lines is something called a donor-advised fund. Uh, Think of it like a charitable checking account where you can put make donations into it, and by the way, you can put in 
cash, but you can also make a gift of real estate or stock or your business into your donor advised fund. And uh, our friends at the National Christian Foundation can help you with that. But once it's in there, you get the full tax deduction for whatever you went in, whatever went in, but then you can take your time and grant it out uh, at your discretion and to the ministries that you want. So some people use this strategy called bunching, where let's say you had the ability to give in this calendar year, 2023, before the year ends, uh, the next three years' worth of your tithe, per se. Now, some of you might say, how in the world am I going to do that? Most of us can't. But some of us are sitting on a surplus in such a way that they could do that. Why would you do that? Well, that's going to get you above the standard deduction, let you itemize, take the full benefit of that three years' worth of giving into your donor advised fund in one year, and then you could tithe you know, that amount out over the next 36 months. So just a simple strategy, and I think one of the examples of how we could give wisely. So is just real quick, is there a time limit to that, like you have to give it within the year? That's exactly what yeah. I was Yeah, no. So once it goes into the donor advised fund, you have complete discretion over when and to to what ministries or charities it goes to. You could take whatever time you want, even years. Wow, that's so great. Do we also have a limit as far as are we limited to the end of this year to be able to make you know gifts that are tax deductible for this year, or can that push a little bit into into next year? I don't remember how that works. Yeah, it's a good question, Seth. You know, the only opportunity to go into next year and still get the benefit for this year would be an IRA contribution. Um, so if you're making a contribution to your IRA for, let's say, 2023, you can actually make that 2023 contribution of up to $6,500 up until you file your 2023 taxes, which could go all the way to April of 24. But that's not the case with charitable giving. That has to be in before year end. In fact, because uh, January 31st is, or uh, December 31st is on a Sunday, uh, you're going to want to get that in by the 29th or postmarked by the 29th uh, because they, the uh, post office may not be open right. uh, on the 30th or 31st. Yeah. And so making your charitable giving, time is kind of, the clock is ticking. Time's running out in order for you to do that because there's a lot of us that are procrastinators that are like, oh, I'll get around to it really quick. You know, I've got a little bit of time. <laughs> time's running out. Not so, yeah, with yeah. charitable giving. That needs to be done by the 29th, absolutely. Okay. So, Rob, another question I have is sometimes people are in seasons where they just have a lot of responsibilities for their money, and they really mm-hmm. want to be generous, but they can't give money. Yeah. They don't have real estate, but they yeah. they seek to be generous. Are there other ways that we can be generous with others? Yeah, so good. You know, Deb, what I would say is, first of all, there's some that are listening to us right now that are in just a really difficult spot. I mean, it's been a it's been a hard year with inflation, prices are up. I mean, if you were already living kind of right to the edge, then you, you experience just the last couple of years of what's going on when you go to the grocery store. I mean, mm. it's, you know, we're feeling it. And so there's some that are really struggling. And so what I would say to you is, first of all, God is your provider, not the government, not your employer. We can trust Him. Mm-hmm. His promises are true. Um, but I would also say continue to give financially, even if you have to dial it back. I would just say continue to exercise that giving muscle, 
even if it's a very small amount, and just trust the Lord, and, and let's just not cut it off completely. Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right, Deb. I think, especially in this season, I mean, let's be looking for ways to be generous with our time and our talents. Maybe there's somebody in your neighborhood who's, you know, a shut-in who could use a, a visit, or somebody in your church who has a need, maybe a, a single parent who, you know, you'd be off willing to offer to babysit a child and give them just a chance to go you know, down to a bookstore and sit by a fire and just, you know, read a book or, uh, you know, just something like that where you're giving an act of generosity that's not financial, but that still demonstrates the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. Great. Really good. Yeah, really good suggestions. How do we get more information and we can, you know, what resources are there so that uh, we can go online and maybe get a little bit of advice and, and get some wisdom financially uh, from you and your organization? Yeah, thanks, Seth. So I would head to faithfi.com. That's our website, faithfi.com. A couple of things when you get there. Number one, lots of articles on all of these topics on how do we live as faithful stewards. And here's the big idea, and this is the mission of FaithFi, is for you to see God as your ultimate treasure. It's not money as our ultimate treasure. God is our ultimate treasure. You know, often we think that He's the access to our abundance, and He is, but it's bigger than that. He is our abundance, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we have abundance before the first dollar, but then we've been given an enormous responsibility as stewards of God's money. It's not ours, it's His. And at FaithFi, we want to help you manage that wisely. Also, I'd love for you to download the FaithFi app. It's right there when you get to faithfi.com, or you'll find it in your Apple or Google Play Store. It is, I think, and I'm biased, but I think it's the very best money management system out there. So if you want to deploy Larry Burkett's tried-and-true envelope system, we've created a digital version of it that's beautiful and simple and easy to use. And especially with you know, the popular uh, budgeting software Mint going away at the end of this year, mm-hmm. uh, this is a great time for you to uh, consider switching to the Faithfi app. That's great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As always, a pleasure to talk to you and uh, great advice. Always. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Seth and Beth. Great to be with you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Brother.